way we consume and share news today, it is larger rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica in the studio, Yay. in the flesh. Yes. <laughs> good morning. Mask off. Mask off. It's going to take a little bit of time for me to get used to it. This yeah. distance, no mask. Mm. I mean, it was largely most of the pandemic we had our face masks right. on. But you see people with masks on the street, don't you? Inside, oh, most outside. of them still yeah. have them on. And I yeah. know that you're going to talk about that later today. Yeah, I think we have to because looking from the outside in, it may look a little bit peculiar. Mm. With, that's why there's a lot of coverage on it. Yeah, I mean, we thought that uh, once the mandate is lifted, people would be ta- removing their masks mm. immediately. Mm. But that was not the case. Because I lowered my mask the first thing in the morning. I walked into a studio and thought, why does everybody else have their face masks on? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our buzzwords mm-hmm. for the morning, starting over in North Korea. So YouTuber for us, no big deal, right? There's a flood of content to oh, yeah. choose from. But out of North Korea, it creates a buzz kind of different from what we see. And some experts say that it raises a red flag, actually. So, you know, there's a YouTube video that's garnered more than 41,000 views on YouTube. It's a, it's a very short video, four minutes long, and it shows a young woman sort of going through her fridge. Uh, she pulls out, you know, some, you know, popsicles and uh, she, she introduces in English, oh, this is milk flavor. This is peach. Uh, the picture, this design is so cute. And, uh, she, you know, she selects one, bites into it and says, oh, the biscuit is very delicious, referring to the cone, right? <laughs> well, anyways, um, yeah, so this, it's n- it really nothing. You know, if you think yeah. about the kind of content we, you know, come across every day on YouTube these days. I mean, honestly, if you look for it, it's already been done, right? Yeah. I mean, rating your refrigerator seems hardly interesting, but because it's out of North Korea, yeah, that's it right. grabs all of our attention. She lives in North Korea and she goes by the name Yumi and uh, her YouTube channel was created in June of last year mm-hmm. and it's one of several social media accounts that have popped up across mm-hmm. the internet uh, in the past year or two in North Korea and uh, these North Korean residents uh, sort of share their everyday lives. I can see why it's a red flag because mm-hmm. all other signs indicate tough economy uh, in the north so why would these kinds of videos surface now? You should always question the timing because North Korea always controls their own yep. narrative. So these images contain apparently telltale signs that the lives displayed are far from the norm for millions of North Koreans under a dictatorship of Kim Jong-un. So, of course, it begs the question, then who are these YouTubers? Yeah, so experts say that Yumi and others like her are likely to be related to high-ranking North Korean officials and uh, they may be part of a propaganda campaign aimed at sort of rebranding the country's international image as a more relatable and even tourist-friendly place, you know, because when most people talk about North Korea, it's always about nuclear weapons, right? So Yumi's videos uh, sort of look like a well-prepared play. Everything, of course, is scripted Mm. by the North Korean government. The thing is, you said to revamp their international image, it's not even just about nuclear weapons. It's Mm -mm. about the gross uh, violation of human rights. Uh, Mm. It's no secret that there are tight restrictions on free expression, free movement, access to information in the Nord. It's illegal to have things that are South Korean made. So all right. So who is Yumi and what? why Why is she uploading these kinds of contents? Yeah, right? you know what? Um, you know, the, the fact that uh, the fact that she even has access to, you know, 
um, camera, camera, for example, yeah. and uh, the fact that she has access to YouTube. Yeah. It, it shows that Yumi is no ordinary North Korean. Uh, for an ordinary resident, connecting to people outside of the country would be impossible. And right? Not to mention she speaks English fluently, right. which is another indication that these YouTubers are both highly mm. educated and likely related to high-ranking officials. And these rosy depictions of daily life in Pyongyang may also be a clue as to their social standing mm. and identity. Uh, for example, Yumi's videos shows her visiting an amusement park and an interactive movie show. Mm. She's fishing in a river, exercising in a really well-equipped indoor gym. Again, in South Korea, a norm. In North Korea, absolutely yep. not. Okay, but then, I mean, should we throw out the videos completely and say they're obsolete? Are these representations completely false? They're not 100% false, Okay, uh, but they are extremely misleading, and they do not represent normal life in the North. I mean, the power supply in North Korea is not smooth enough to operate an amusement park at all times. So experts say that it is highly likely these mm. Uh, you know, amusement parks are only operated on the weekends mm. or on a special day, like when these sort of videos are filmed. So it's far from accessible yep. for the regular North Korean. Yumi is not the only North Korean YouTuber turning heads. On this segment, actually, we talked about an 11-year-old YouTuber named Songa, and mm -hmm. she likes to talk about going to school and what she does afterwards. She loves Harry Potter. Yes, that should raise a red yeah, flag. Yeah, and she made her YouTube debut in April of last year. So far, she has amassed more than 20 thousand subscribers. Yeah, this is clearly a different approach and mm. the central news agency KCNA that dictates a narrative yep. in North Korea. Uh, we understand that all of this is obviously propaganda, but why YouTube? That's a big question. Well, it's a strategy. Okay. It's a new strategy for North Korea. They want to come across as being relatable. It wants to emphasize that Pyongyang is an ordinary city. Mm. Now, some experts say that North Korea could be trying to portray itself as a safe country mm. um, to encourage greater tourism because its economy is completely battered, especially after COVID-19. I tilt my head at how that will be effective. I mean, mm. just put the headline side by side. Uh, it's it's tough to just disregard all that has happened. Uh, the videos may be heavily scripted. Yes, part of a propaganda. But I mean, we're also educated. Do they offer a window into the country? So is there some value in these videos? Yeah, because I think most people yeah. um, know that these videos were created for propaganda purposes. But experts do say that there should be proper education and discussion on how we should perceive such content instead of just closing the doors and ignoring uh, them altogether. You know, give us give us enough knowledge, give us enough, enough information, and we can decipher through this media literate yep. uh, people uh, should be able mm -hmm. to. Uh, well, I'll take it in for more than just a propaganda video, but we leave it there for now. It's clearly a different approach. Mm -hmm. YouTube? I know. I mean, did you imagine seeing this day? All <laughs> right, let's move on to our second buzzword of the day. Ever heard of the International Garden Expo? Let us enlighten you because it sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so Suncheon is going to be hosting the International Garden Expo uh, 2023 mm. for the second time this year. Oh. Now, the first ever exhibition of this kind uh, in Korea was held back in 2013 in Suncheonman or Suncheon Bay, mm. and it was a huge success. Attracted more than 4.4 million visitors oh, at wow. the time. Uh, Suncheon is the center of garden culture here. 
And uh, with this Garden Expo, the city plans to promote this status to a whole new level. Clearly, I've been living under a rock. I've never heard of it. Maybe I just don't travel mm. enough locally. <laughs> so let us enlighten all of you yeah. guys on why it had to be Sunchan. So apparently with its vast green landscapes, well-preserved tidal wetland, Sunchan, which is located in the southern tip of the Korean Peninsula, mm. is dubbed the ecological capital of South Korea. That's really? right. Yeah. Uh, there's a national garden at Suncheon Bay that attracts up to 5 million visitors oh. every year from all around the world. And uh, the expo venue, which was built for the 2013 expo 10 years ago, is still in use to this day mm-hmm. uh, as a national garden with events and festivals that take place all year round. Because if you think about it, a lot of these expo spaces go to waste yep. if, if they can't somehow attracting mm-hmm. these yearly visitors. And it, it thrived apparently in the last yep. decade. What can visitors expect to see at this International Garden Expo. Yeah, so uh, this year's International Expo is going to showcase diverse types of gardens from all over the world, different styles of gardens, uh, (laughs) and uh, the latest landscaping trends, and uh, through exhibits, tours, forums, and uh, entertainment shows, the organizers aim to inspire the value of nature for Mm. human beings, as well as the planet, and also offer a glimpse into the future of eco-friendly urban life. I mean, close to nature. I mean, there are louder cries for us to be closer to nature. That's right. I guess it makes sense. And Sunchan also wants to promote the rich biodiversity (laughs) of its uh, ecosystems, which were designated as a UNESCO biosphere reserve back in 2018. Okay, so a number of different reasons why you should be apparently hitting up Sunchan if you're in South Korea. How long does this expo go for and how many visitors are they going to, well, supposedly attract? Yeah, so the expo will be held for a period of six months from April 22nd until October 22nd. And it's basically going to build on the success of its 2013 expo. It aims to attract as many as 8 million visitors over a period of six months. So that's double the number of people who visited back in 2013. It might just be fun to go people watching too. I'm so deprived. And you know, if you haven't been to Suncheon, it's so beautiful. Is it really? Yeah, the wetlands, you see the birds. and The birds. uh, Yeah. (laughs) My dog would die for it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's not the welcome guest, but something to check out. The 2023 Suncheon International Garden Mm -hmm. Expo. And our final story, I have to get to it because all the luck resides apparently with this woman in Canada. (laughs) So an 18-year-old Canadian teenager has just won eight... $48 $48 million Canadian dollars <laughs> in the lotto jackpot. This was her first try, by the way. So $48 million Canadian dollars is equivalent to $35.8 million U.S. dollars. And she is officially the youngest Canadian ever to win such a big prize. And, uh, you know, her name is Juliette Lamour. Mm. And uh, I don't know, she sounds like a really sensible teenager to me. You know, she plans to finish her studies and become a doctor one day. Okay, despite winning $35.8 yeah. million. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, not everyone has the same reaction. In fact, if you look at past stories of big lotto winners, I mean, a lot of them file for bankruptcy. You'd be surprised right. at those stories. Yep. But look at this girl mm. saying, I'm just going to stay in school yep. and become a doctor mm-hmm. as as planned. Okay, but come on. She's only human. She's a teenage girl who just landed the jackpot lotto on her first try. What are the chances, right? You know, she was, uh, you know, in the middle of her part-time job. And uh, she initially forgot all about the lottery ticket that she bought until she heard the news that someone from her hometown had won the January 7th draw. And then uh, she went to check her ticket (laughs) on her mobile app and a jingle started to play. (laughs) 
and big winner flashed no. on the screen and her colleague who was next to her fell to his knees because he was so shocked <laughs> and everyone started yelling that she had won 48 million dollars and she said she cried tears of happiness so she had her moment yeah she definitely had her moment i'm glad she was surrounded by people because if that popped up in my ab i would panic i would think <laughs> it was some kind of a hack yeah yeah that too I in this day and age right jingle and and a, you yeah. are a winner are you kidding exactly okay. now here's the funny part her boss told her that she could leave early that day <laughs> <laughs> but her mother insisted that she stay and finish her shift obviously she was raised right i was gonna say i yeah. can see why she has her foot right? on the ground and not her head in the clouds okay great great <laughs> parents did juliet share what she will do with the money then well her her financial advisor is her dad actually <laughs> and she actually bought this ticket at the i don't know the nudging of her dad in oh, the no first way. place so she said she will carefully invest the majority of the jackpot with the help of her father uh she also plans to invest some of the money to fulfill her dream of becoming a doctor she's going to use the money for her education basically and uh, she wants to return to northern ontario one day to practice medicine and sort of give back to her community she's gonna set up a hospital isn't she i hope so i mean i guess so yeah i mean it seems that she's on track to yeah. do that but i mean she's an 18 year old canadian who just landed 35 million dollars <laughs> is she not gonna have any fun well she is she does plan to have a little fun with the winnings once school is done she and her family will pick a continent <laughs> and start traveling okay, and she's also talking. hoping to abide by some of the advice her loved ones gave her this is what she said uh, to a local you know newspaper money doesn't define you it's the work you do that will define you and I say amen to that oh my god she's so great yeah. she's 18 yeah was she just born an adult <laughs> my you know goodness. some kids you know it seems that way they're yeah. so mature yep yep well, I have people are me too. far beyond their age but this is a refreshing story I know I've got to say congratulations Juliet <laughs> I feel like it, you're the rightful owner and what an exciting way to start off for Monday on a high note yes everything Lena said <laughs> see, you, see you tomorrow see you tomorrow if you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.